1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12 month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary, discounts not available in all states and situations. From his
2: 25, first and 10. He line drives a pass, which is deflected and intercepted on the ricochet by Justin Houston. And there is the snap. Jackson hands off to Drake, runs over the right guard on the hash mark, and in for the touchdown. Baltimore is cashed in on the interception on the deflected pass by Dalton.
1: Tuesday edition of PFT Live presented by Google Pixel. Learn more at GoogleStore.com. We learned a lot of things on Monday. We got a lot of things to talk about today. One very expected, one very unexpected, but in deference to the fact that Monday night is traditionally, during football season, a night on which they play a game, we're going to focus on the game first before we try to figure out something that we may never be able to figure out, which was the other dominant news of the day. Before that, I figure out how to say hello to Chris Sims. Back for the first time since Thursday, as usual in season, I missed you Christopher, even though we had a chance to communicate somewhat down the line on Sunday as the Vikings were beating the Commanders, the Seahawks were beating the Cardinals, and I was picking up another game against you in our season-long head-to-head straight-up picks contest.
2: Man, that Vikings-Commanders game, that'll hurt me. That really will. But uh, what's up, man? Doing good. Uh, Good to be back. Good game last night. That was cool. Yeah, we got lots of news to hit on from yesterday for sure. Good old Jim Ursay and the Colts giving us some stuff, but this was, this is worthy of opening up the the show right here with this game last night. You know, it, it is Mike. I mean, it, it was a, a dominant affair, and I think it's just that time, Mike, where you know we not, we need to recognize. I know I said this to you on the podcast last week a little bit that one of the teams we watched last night is one of the elite teams in football. Despite some of the, you know, fourth quarter meltdowns that we saw earlier in the year where, you know, we can't also forget that they dominated some of those teams for three and a half quarters or three quarters, too. So I think that's the thing I take away more than anything last night, Mike, is that, hey, we know Kansas City's really good. Buffalo's really good. Philadelphia's really good. I'm not so sure. Baltimore's not in that conversation with them, and they're not even totally healthy on offense yet with the receiver and the running back position. No Mark Andrews. Really impressive win against this New Orleans Saints team in a tough environment. Like, really impressive win.
1: Well, it was one of the big talking points coming out of last week when Roquan Smith was traded by the Bears to the Ravens, shoring up a defense that has been largely responsible for the blown leads, the Ravens, the first team since the two thousand and eleven Packers to hold double digit leads in every game to start the season through the first nine games, and here they are at six and three could be should be maybe would be nine and oh if their defense could seal the deal, but you keep blowing leads, and that 's what happens. but they have ironed that out right? now; they got a lead last night, and it was never in question no. and For as good as the Saints looked eight days earlier against the Raiders, it just shows what happens when a dominant team comes to town. The Saints are inconsistent, but still the Ravens becoming consistent. And, you know, Chris, I look at the Ravens in the AFC and I look at the 49ers in the NFC as two teams with formulas that will travel well in January and with teams that are good enough, top to bottom, coaching players, everything, to disrupt they're built to disrupt the upper echelon or upper upper echelons as the case may be of the conferences once it's time and how by the time it's all said and done the ravens could end up being the one seed they're just a game behind that conversation they're worthy of it they're worthy of a one seed team you know mike that graphic
2: or the, the the stat you referred to about the 2011 packers i mean yeah, that was an, an an unbelievable graphic that you know ESPN put up last night, and and Troy and and Joe Buck alluded to where, you know, the double digit leads, you know, the first nine games, almost all those teams through history were, you know, one seeds, two seeds Super Bowl winners, started out the year eight and one, nine and zero. Oh, it was those type of football teams, and I think that's where you know maybe we lost that a little bit with some of those losses defense blowing the lead like you talk about Lamar Jackson had some moments of you know doing some stupid things at the end of those games that led to the losses as well and but they were fixable mistakes i think that's the thing you know we're all seeing here is that oh okay wait a safety missed a call and didn't drop into the cover 2 zone against Tua all right well he they're not stupid they can they can teach that What I'm more worried about is like, oh, wait, we can't actually run with the guy, or we can't make the tackle, or we can never stop the run. They can do those things. The defense continues to get better. Lamar continues to be special. And, yeah, Mike, I think you're right. I mean, you know, sneak up on a team, or maybe there are a team that ends up being a one or two seed, but every bit worthy of the conversation of, I think, the upper class in the NFL. They're officially in it for me
1: after last night. And the Ravens are a team— That doesn't crumble when their best players aren't available. Right. Now, having Lamar Jackson helps, but running back Gus Edwards and tight end Mark Andrews. J. K. Dobbins still play. Right. And J. K. Dobbins is on IR and Kenyon Drake finally gets it going. He has been getting it going. It was a slow start to the season for him. He's been doing well of late. He had ninety three yards, two rushing touchdowns last night, and Isaiah Likely, even though he only had one catch, it was for a touchdown. Yeah. And and, and he's, he's maturing. Drake is getting comfortable. The team is getting it done when their best guys aren't available. And it helps to have Lamar Jackson. And they could have done even more. Jackson was frustrated late in the game. Oh, he I know, missed some throws, right? He was upset with himself. Yeah, it could have been worse than twenty-seven thirteen. It should have been worse than right. that. It didn't feel like a fourteen-point win. It felt like a twenty-eight-point win. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, I agreed with you. It was one of the. I mean, when they were up fourteen to three, had to settle to, for the field goal up seven to go up seventeen to three, right? That was a moment where you went, Oh, wow, I mean Lamar missed two throws I think on that drive where we would go. Uh, he hits that, you know, ninety nine days out of a hundred. They should be up twenty one to three. And uh, then I believe he, he even missed a, another throw or two on the next series that put them up 20-6 to six where you, there was a chance where they probably could have scored a touchdown. So, yeah, it wasn't like the best little moment for him right there, but still the domination was real, Mike, to your point. It was, and they are amazing. No Rashad Bateman, no big deal. You know, no Mark Andrews. I mean, you heard Troy Aikman early in the game talking about he might be the best tight end in football. Yeah, he's one of those guys, but, you know, Again, to another thing you said, yeah, Superman's a quarterback. And Superman, it just doesn't matter with him. The pressure he puts on you with his skill set, his ability to throw the ball in the pocket, hanging in there all day long to the last second, then using his legs to get out of jail and make something happen, that's where he's special. And then plays like this. You know, you can't quantify plays like this. The value of, oh, wait, it's a quarterback sweep. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Isaiah likely's gone for a touchdown. Uh, These escapes here where, oh, it should be third and 22. And instead, it's second and seven. I mean, third and seven. So he's a special football player. And his skill set and how they built this offense, even without some of their best players, it still puts tremendous pressure on you. And that's because of him and his running ability, his throwing ability, and then that defense to match with it right now. Yeah, watch out for the Ravens when they get healthy and get going here. But uh, he is – he's – He's a great football player, and stats don't really tell the whole story when it comes to Lamar Jackson.
1: Saw a little sidearm throw in that package, yeah, too. Right? We only noticed that when Patrick Mahomes does it. Other guys do it, and he had a nifty throw there. He was phenomenal, 82 rushing yards. Not a tremendous amount of passing yards, but still, you put it together, and this is a guy that is driving that team, and they are moving toward not just Division title, but really, with the Bills losing, the Bills losing on Sunday, just felt like it opened up everything yeah, in the AFC. Yeah, right, and the teams we previously had said that ah, okay, yeah, they're just they're in the scrum for just a seat at the table. Somebody else could end up running the table if if the Bills don't figure out whatever it is. We need to make sure we have some time at some point over the next few days to take a deeper dive on what the hell is going on with the Bills. But we know what's going on with the Ravens, and it is working it also helped to have justin houston have a turn back the clock night for him fitting a weekend we turn back the clock justin houston (laughs) turns back the clock or houston as the case may be with two and a half sacks and an interception he was phenomenal and this guy once upon a time when he was with the chiefs he was the best pass rusher in football that's right Mike. he was making a run at the single season sack record he had the big contract fell off for a little bit didn't live up to that high standard but was still really good and now, getting toward the twilight of his career, holy crap! And look, oh, that hit that, that they applied to Andy oh Dalton God, that you just that saw right? there—that was old school, I, right what, there. Th- that and that's the that's the one where it doesn't matter what helmet you are wearing. You could be wearing the most advanced, state-of-the-art, futuristic brain-protecting helmet. When your head gets jerked like that and your brain bounces off the inside of your skull, you got a problem. And I I thought. I thought Andy Dalton wasn't going to come back after that one yeah. because that was a violent, legal, but violent hit. And Troy Aikman made the comment, you know, we've seen worse than that get flagged. Oh, definitely. It's kind of died down. Yeah. You know, we. I the, think we the, won the a little in an bit. NFL season, yeah. The way an NFL season unfolds, there's controversy and then we move to the next and we move to the next. And that, that roughing the passer thing was a big deal a couple of weeks ago. And it really has died down. It
2: has. I, well, I think the refs have realized a little bit. I, I think so. I mean, they're humans. They're hearing it. The NFL's hearing it. It got ridiculous. I'm glad they make the correction. You know, even in a game there like last night, yeah, it was rough. There's no doubt. We've seen far less get thrown, you know, penalties thrown with nothing to pass there. But, you know, that, that was also the beauty of what the Ravens were doing last night. And that's the beauty of this, this whole trade they made for Ro- Roquan Smith. You know, it, it's going to open up their defense. It gives them the more opportunities. They don't have great, great pass rushers. They got a lot of good up front, and now they got two crazy good, great linebackers. And, you know, you watch it. Hey, it's every now and then they rush five, but, you know, even in the clips we showed there, it's, you know, one blitzes, one drops out. They're going to do it with, you know, confusion, the illusion of complexity, dressing things up a little bit. That's how they're going to do it and then that gives the advantage of a guy like Justin Houston who, you know, like you mentioned Mike, he used to be the one of the, the the greatest pass rushers in football, if not the greatest. He's not that anymore, but he's real good. But now you're giving an offensive line, oh wait, they're blitzing here. Oh no, wait, he dropped out. They came over here and that gives the advantage to a guy like Justin Houston. I just think they're on the right way, on the right track with everything they're doing. You know, and again, I know JPP got a little banged up last night, but that was a different defense last night, and I don't think we even saw the full unveiling of what they can do with Roquan Smith, but the younger guys, the Kyle Hamilton, seem to be getting more comfortable. Marcus Peters continues to seem healthier and healthier, and you can trust him on -on one-on-one situations. Marlon Humphrey is already one of the best corners in football, so it's like, it seems like it's coming together here, and then... And some of that tough things they went through early in the year have only going to make them stronger, and they're battle tested. And you know, it's the the Ravens versus the world mentality that I o- always appreciate. And they got to go in big time there in, in Baltimore.
1: Let's have a listen to head coach John Harbaugh gushing about Lamar Jackson yet again, doing Lamar Jackson things on Monday night in the 27-13 win over the Saints. I do not take it for granted. I was shaking my head. I think I said wow a couple of times. I mean, I don't know how. I couldn't see how he got out of the one late uh, on the other side of the field there. I mean, how did he get out of that one? I, I thought Lamar played. Lamar plays on a different level. You can't just look at passing stats. The passing stats are good, but he made some plays. He made some third down conversions. The third down was a key in this game. We, played, we did a great job in offense, uh, and Lamar was really the driver of that. And then on defense, our, our defense stepped up and played well on third down too ordinarily rule of thumb NFL circles you don't gush like that about a guy who's trying to get a contract but I think the Ravens realize the ordinary rules no longer apply with the Lamar Jackson situation but we all know everybody knows how valuable he is everybody knows eventually he's going to get it from someone the Ravens or someone else unless there is some sort of serious injury that derails his career but he's proving it and we had that early in the year we saw how great he was and then it it kind of flattened out a little bit, but we were reminded last night that this is a guy who is a difference maker for the Baltimore Ravens. And he, look, I, you know, they're good enough that you put in the backup and they still would be competitive. But last night was just one of those nights where it was a clear reminder to everyone an opportunity to watch the Ravens in a standalone game where you get a chance to say, yes, this guy is pretty damn good. And he's in the MVP conversation now yeah. because remember, The MVP most likely is going to be one of the quarterbacks from the top seed in the AFC or the NFC. Unless Tyreek Hill has 2,100 receiving yards, then it gets a little interesting. But Lamar is going to be in that conversation now with Lamar Jackson or with with Josh Allen, with Patrick Mahomes, with Jalen Hurts. He's in that conversation now.
2: No, I mean, no, no doubt. I mean, he is. uh, You know, when you talk about true value to a team. I mean it, it, he's up there with with anybody in the sport. You know, to me that's where Mahomes, Allen, him, they might be the three greatest when it's when you consider that. The team everything's formulated around them. You know, that, that's where it's different. And you know, there're three guys too that you know, they could play in any offense. You know, but the offense was built to a level to fit their skill set to make them more dangerous and you know, that that's, that's you know, the, the formula they got working there right now. But John Harbaugh said it right. You can't quantify what he does with stats, the pressure he puts on you, the big moment plays he makes, you know, where we go, wait, oh, this guy, you know, I could go through football. A lot of guys you go, well, yeah, he's got better stats than Lamar. But at every big got a moment, have it, he didn't come through and they punted away or kicked a field goal, and that doesn't happen with Lamar Jackson. What are you looking at? What's going around? You got a bug, bug flying around?
1: I'm I'm just seeing if maybe the the I I I got a moment have it I don't know what that is got a have it, I, it moment that sorry
2: that's what I okay. meant to say sorry all right, right. got a have it mo- I'm going to start I'm going to start taking pictures Of mistypes on your pro football talks when you write that. And I'm going to send it in and go, go ahead. Can we fix this,
1: please? I'm going to make a running list, all right? (laughs) Yeah, trust me. Trust me. You won't be alone. And as I always say, you want quantity or you want quality. If you want quality, go somewhere else. If you want quantity, stay where you are. We're going to have mistakes. We're human. That's the first time you've ever pushed back. (laughs) Five years. I know. You've always been a good sport about it. Chris is a little pissy today. Mm-hmm. The, the time uh, change is screwed up his sleep schedule. No, no, I
2: just wanted to know what you were looking at or whatever. But but I just, but, but no, either way, I just
1: got a moment, have it. I kind of like got a moment, have it. Got a moment. I kind of like that better. I, this is just another one of those where you you take a liberty. With the English language, with the accepted way of saying things, <laughs> right. and I kind of like it better. Uh, What's the other one? There's another one we really like. Well,
2: Leader House is one of them. Leader House is sure, definitely. And one of the ones I broke out last week, which I think I told you about because we were talking about Christian. I was talking about Christian McCaffrey being decoy, decoy, decoy. And then I said you have to worry about when he becomes the main coy. And that's another one that's definitely you know going to stick. It's sticking for sure. Got a moment. Have it. I like it, Mike. You're right. I take back my pissy attitude from a second ago, and I'll join in. (laughs) But you you uh, know what I was trying to say, and those got-a-moment habits, he always makes it happen, (laughs) and there's other people that have better stats where we go, oh, look at their quarterback rating their stats, and we go, yeah, but every big moment and third down like he talks about, or wait, we got to change the momentum. Or we need to make a touchdown here. That's where he's special. And you can't quantify all that in those gotta moment habits. The oh God, I'm gonna
1: start saying that now. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints fall to three and six a week after they were trying to thrust themselves back into the conversation. They looked so good against the Raiders. Alvin Kamara was unstoppable last night. He had sixty two total yards from scrimmage, no touchdowns. He couldn't get going. The offense couldn't really get going. Season lows of 243 total yards, 13 first downs. They were three for 11 on third down. And a lot of it is the difference between playing a bad defense and a good defense. We're getting to the point in the season where they're separating and we're starting to figure out. You know, that first month we are like, we don't know who's good. We don't yeah. know who's bad. we right. got to play more of these games. Right Now we're getting to the point where we're figuring out who is and who isn't. Yeah. Raiders aren't, Ravens are. Right. And and therefore, Saints have a tough night at home trying to move the ball and score points.
2: Yeah, I, I think that I mean, I think you're right, where Mike, too. I mean, it is it's they they've they've had moments, the Saints. We've talked about this where, wow, I mean, the the offense looks legit. I mean, they were they were flirting with a top five offense in football here for the last few weeks. Last night's gonna change that a little bit. But but, I think your point, Mike, about like you know we're figuring it out, like, okay, great, statistically, the ravens, and I'm going to make sure I get this right here, just on the defensive side of the ball well, what did I see they're they're eight nineteenth in football, okay. All right, but but you're right. It's better than 19th in football. It's skewed because of early season mishaps and idiot plays and you know not communicating or whatever else. It's like the same with the Tennessee Titans. What we saw. Like we we can't go by what their their ranking is in total yards per game right now. Tennessee Titans. You look at them right now. They're 22nd in football. Not the last four weeks. They're not. They're like, you know, one of the tops in football. So you're right. We're seeing the teams that are starting to come together and separate themselves and go, oh, wait, wait, this is who they are. Early in the year, they were still trying to find their way, battling with injuries, whatever else, new guys, all of that stuff, and we saw stopping the run physical play last night, creativity in the, the pass rush and the blitzes and the drops and all that. And it, and they're always creative in the back end, Mike, with their coverages. I think that's why they messed up some things early in the year, had some new guys that weren't used to that. But that's, again, Baltimore, Mike, to, like, to your point, to what we're saying here, they got the players, the Jimmys and the Joes, and the X's and O's on both sides, let alone they got some attitude about them that you just know was going to You know, be good for them in in big moments when it comes time to playoff football.
1: Yeah, you know, that's John Harbaugh. We've talked about how messages can get stale. He's been there for 15 years. The roster has turned over enough. But he's got a very fundamental, basic, old-school football mindset. And there's an element of toughness that needs to be introduced by any coach at the NFL. No matter how specialized, detailed, and safe the game gets, it's still a very physical, brutal sport. And you have to have guys who are going to go out there and impose their wills on the other team. And that's that's what the Ravens tend to do.
0: Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never
1: cutting corners ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and
0: Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
1: Now, the quarterback situation in New Orleans has been confusing. Jameis Winston got injured, and then he's kind of been quietly benched for Andy Dalton. Right. And Dalton had been systematically getting better. It wasn't good last night. After the game, Saints coach Dennis Allen discussed the question of whether he considered making a quarterback change during the game. Let's hear what he said.
2: No, I didn't. Um, look, we, we we there was a lot that, that wasn't good offensively tonight, you know, and so there's a lot of dirty hands in that. Obviously, they did a good job of being able to stop the run. Uh, we, we struggled to be able to run the ball. They got their hands up, batted down a lot of passes. Um, they had some nice pressure packages that were able to get some pressure on the quarterback, so... Um, Again, they did a lot of good things defensively that caused us a lot of challenges. And and, uh, we've got to go back to the drawing board and uh, make some corrections and uh, be better next week.
1: They just never got into a flow. They never got into a rhythm. There was never a sense that they were going to match the Ravens scoring before it was too late. And then it was too late. And this is not an offense that is built to come back from... 14 points down, not with Michael Thomas out for the year, Jarvis Landry injured. Chris Olavi's doing well, but he can't do it alone. See, that's a, this reminds me, Chris, of all the things we talk about in the offseason, about how good these teams look and all these weapons they have. Then you start playing the games and guys get hurt. Yeah, that's that's right. what's changed. I know, I know. And we saw it last night for the Saints.
2: Yeah, I mean, we did. They, they're through. The, their running game is what makes them. And the fact that they couldn't dominate the line of scrimmage, what they've been able to do you know, through the last month, that's what's made them scary. And then that's made life a little easier on Andy Dalton and gave Chris Olave some looks. But you're right, they need those weapons. And Andy Dalton's not the kind of quarterback that's, you know, going to make big explosive plays. And And maybe that's where they need to rethink where they're going here. You know, all I hear the last few weeks is, oh, we like Andy Dalton because he takes care of the football a little bit. And I want to go, I don't know, I don't. I don't know, but – I, I feel like every game I watch with Andy Dalton, he's turning the ball over at the same rate Jameis Winston was. I I don't know. Last night Cardinals game, bad interception in the end zone, pick sixes. You know, I'm watching him over in London. He had a fumble in that game. I mean, I, I don't. You know, so th- they need to. Th- that situation I would think is going to continue to be thought about here. Yeah, maybe Andy Dalton takes the ball care of the ball this much better than Jameis Winston. Whoop de do, but. Jameis Winston might make actually a few plays and push the ball down the field, too, where Andy Dalton won't. So I, I, I'll, I'll be looking at that to see where they go there. But um, yeah, it's, it's a Saints football team that's just all over the place, and it's hard to get a feel for them, and defense hasn't quite been as dominant as we thought, and yeah, the offense, it's just they can't ever be healthy or be their them full selves, and we haven't seen that all year, really, from this unit.
1: Jeff Duncan, who has covered the Saints forever with a variety of publications, I saw he had a tweet last night making the comment that they should just put Taysom Hill in at quarterback yeah, I hear for the rest of the night and right, see what happens. Right. And I mentioned that because at one point in the game, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were talking about meeting with Sean Payton before a game in twenty seventeen when he was with the Saints and they both were at Fox. And Peyton said he's in the building and they're like what are you talking about he's in the building Our next quarterback is in the building after they got Taysom Hill and this was Peyton's pet project this is the guy that he was trying to craft into first the jack of all trades and then the quarterback remember the contract he did last year it unlocks all sorts of significant payments based upon achievement and playing time as a quarterback Dennis Allen takes over and one of the first things we hear is he's not going to be a quarterback anymore but it, it, it's the damnedest thing the spark that he I don't know what it is what the resistance and reluctance is to leaning fully and completely into the Taysom Hill experience that maybe they think it's only effective in small doses that you can't overdo it that he's going to get injured I don't know after he had a, a really dynamic game earlier this year he had multiple touchdowns it was just an incredible performance by a guy who's listed as a tight end there was a report Or I think Sean Payton came out and said that he contacted Saints GM Mickey Loomis and said, "Hey, you know, in a year or two, you don't want this guy. I'll take him." I mean, I I just, I still feel like for whatever reason they have resisted going all in. Now Payton had a chance to do it last year. Yeah, and he didn't either. Jameis Winston. I know. I was shocked by that. Something's off there, but you know, our, our, our eyes tell us when the guy plays, he's capable of being really good there's just something missing in that process of meeting room practice field to playing field that's not getting him more opportunities but if I mean again if your choices are Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston why aren't you thinking about the guy who's capable of giving us these flashes of holy crap Look at what this guy can do. Yeah, I'm, Mike, I'm I'm not going to argue with you much there. I'm not. I, I I didn't
2: understand that last year. I was surprised that they ended up going with Jameis Winston. I was, and and you know I you know like the comment you made. Well, maybe they don't feel like they can go all in on it. I, I, why? You know, I, I I don't. know. We have other teams that have gone all in on that. He throws the ball well enough to make it happen and still balance it all out and make it work. I, uh, you know? The
1: Ravens went all in on it with the I Lamont know, Jackson. exactly.
2: Jalen Hurts and that group, they've done a similar thing. I mean, we're watching Justin Fields as he develops more as a passer and a pocket passer. They're doing it. So it's, it's totally capable, let alone they're built for it. They're more built for that than I would say than Andy Dalton surgically picking people apart, which – Really ain't gonna happen all that often. It's a nice thought, and we can all give it a good story. But that's like uh, I, that doesn't happen. Oh, and how many times do we come here on a Monday or Tuesday and are like, "Well, the Saints and Andy Dalton pick people." Andy Dalton picking people apart is not really normal vocabulary. All right, I don't know what else to say. So I hear you there, Mike. I do. I hopefully they'll continue to infuse him in the the offense there altogether. But man, it's just the Saints, the inconsistencies all year. That's the disappointing thing. Dennis Allen, you know, that defense, it, it statistically does good things, but it's big plays all year. You look at that, that's really what's hurt them. And then they have moments or games where you go, whoa, they're dominant. Ooh, that was the team I remember. And then, you know, the next week it falls off. Offensively, it's a little the same thing too. You know, we every time we think they're going to kind of turn the corner and we go, ooh, wow, look at them, they seem to kind of hit a roadblock. And last night they hit a big-time roadblock and – yeah, I think it's official to me with the Saints. Like, they'll be a pain in the butt, but this is who they are, and they're not a playoff football team even in the NFC South. I just think they'll maybe upset a few people along the way, but ultimately be on the outside looking in.
1: I just want to say one more thing about Taysom yeah. Hill because what happens is, yeah, what do you, you think? Know, you have, you have, you have, but well, because you, you will get pushback from time to time. Oh, you guys think Taysom Hill's good and he really isn't. Well, when we see him get to play, he does well. Well, the, I, I,
2: yeah. Like it, There's a public I, pushback I, I, that I, doesn't want to accept it in a lot of ways. And then, like, remember when he I had like the broken it. finger last year? And I mean, people were like, he broke a finger in the game and he missed throws. And people were like, look, he can't even throw. I know he's missing a finger, but geez, he should still hit it. Uh, he wasn't given that excuse where, you know, again, Russell Wilson hurt his finger, and it was like, oh, he missed a throw, he missed a throw. Give him some more time. It's been only five weeks. It's it's Oh, it's been a nine weeks now. It's We'll give him time. So he's one of those guys that people don't want to really give it the credit because it's like he wasn't established in college. He's out of nowhere, and he was threatening the Drew Brees regime there at the end. And there's just this negative thing about him where nobody's going to like totally buy into it. And I don't know, maybe we've gone too far past that point to hey. where it'll ever happen.
1: Hey, listen, I-, I remember being in studio watching the Vikings and the saints in the playoffs wildcard round 2019 season. And that guy was unstoppable. That guy was the best player on the field for either team that day and that is not an exaggeration and if they had just used him a little more in that game they would have beaten the Vikings the Vikings ended up winning in overtime and and I'm like well this is the future like at some point this is going to unlock and it's going to be the Taysom Hill show and it's going to be something to behold and Sean Payton had a couple more years to do it and he didn't now Drew Brees stayed one more season but last year no Drew Brees and it still didn't happen so there is something there that just doesn't make sense right because you hear all the time you want your best 11 guys on the field why is he only on 17 snaps out of 51? Why? Why Why isn't he on the field more often than that if he's one of your best 11? And I would say, Chris, right now, especially with the injuries to Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, he's one of your best 11. Well, yeah, I think some of the best games we've seen
2: them play have been with with him you know, being involved heavily. You know, I think that's the one thing that jumps out. And then it, it seems to open up Alvin Kamara and the things he does as well. But yeah, I, you know, again, I I think it's official for me, New Orleans, you know, it's a team that it's past its prime. It's past its prime. And, and, and it's, it's why Sean Payton got the hell out of there. He's smart. He knew it. He knew that it was all coming to an end. And that's why I think
1: they'd be better if he was still there. Oh, I agree with you there. All due respect to the current coaching staff. As I said before the season, you take away Sean Payton and everything else is the same. It's all, hey, everything's the same. We have continuity. We have consistency. Yeah, but you don't have Sean Payton. Good no, luck.
2: no doubt about it. There's not the edge. There's not the creativity. I mean, just what we were just talking about with the offense. I mean, it's just it's few and far between and finding big plays in the past game. Sean Payton was brilliant at that. Finding other tricks, screens, things like that. And of course, gave the team an edge, and an edge that they're missing right now. They are, and I think that's why they are a little all over the all all over the place. And uh, I, you know, again, I think they just it's it's a team that's going to be in rebuild mode. I think here soon, sooner rather than later, the offense is not you know all that explosive and fun to watch in, in certain games, and and uh, the defense has just not been quite as dominant. And you know, you got guys like. Uh, uh, gosh, the pass rusher, uh you know, Cam Jordan and the company who are getting up there and, and getting up there in years.
1: Uh one, one last point yeah. because Alvin Kamara's 62 yards from scrimmage was his lowest output in 5 games. We saw him score three touchdowns on the Sunday of week 8, 2 days before the trade deadline, and there were some weird things out there about Kamara potentially being traded. And I never got the impression those were initiated by the Saints. There was a phony rumor that was making the rounds about the Eagles trying to get Alvin Kamara, And I tracked that down and there was nothing to it, but, but, and I kind of thought maybe Kamara's camp was, it's one of those things where you don't want to come out and say it, but you're kind of hoping that it happens. You think they were pushing it along a little, I, I think there may have been some restrained, Optimism that something would happen for Camara, and Jay Glazer reported on Fox NFL Sunday Week Eight that the Bills called about Camara and were rebuffed. Brandon, being the Bills GM, did a little media thing at some point in the past few days, and he said that never happened. We looked into McCaffrey; we were discussing McCaffrey. It never happened with Camara. Well, okay, if you were looking at McCaffrey, why why weren't you at least? Why don't? Why? It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I just can't help but wonder whether Camara secretly wishes he had gotten a ticket out of town. I mean, he sees what we see. He's been there through the best of the best. He's living through this transition. He doesn't have a whole lot of years left. Oh, no. We're coming to the end. in his career. Yeah, right. So wh- why wouldn't you? I wouldn't blame the guy for wanting out. And it could be this potential suspension for the incident in Las Vegas from Pro Bowl weekend is what caused teams to be concerned. I you would think really so. Get out of him next year. How many yeah. games is he going to miss? But, but if you're looking to – you know, and again, at some point I want to spend a whole segment talking about what's wrong with the Bills, but Naheem Hines isn't the guy that's going to make the difference when you're looking to put a foot in the ass of your running game and maybe diversify a little bit and have a guy who can catch a short pass and take it 50 yards. I, I just, I, I just wonder, I wonder whether Kamara secretly wanted out, and I 100% can't blame him if he did. Yeah, I I can't either. I
2: mean, he's still got a little, you know, tread on the tires. It's coming to an end. It is, but he's still a really good football player. He's still amazing in the pass game. I mean, again, it's rare. He's he's one of those guys, and they formulate the pass game around him in a lot of ways. You know, the running back. That's why he was so valuable to Sean Payton and company. It was the, you know, the old Roger Craig West Coast influence of, like, we're literally going to do all this stuff just to throw it four yards to this guy right here and then let him run and do that. There's still value in that and his ability to run. But, yeah, I, I would bet, Mike, that teams would have been interested in Alvin Kamara, but between injuries and the off-the-field thing, that's an issue. And, you know, uh, I, I can see the Bills maybe not dealing, wanting to deal with that you know, at this point, upset their team that way. They had to deal with the punt god crap in the preseason. And and, and wait, what the second time you brought up the whole Bills thing, like what, damn, let's just get into it right now. What do you mean? They lost the game. What, no, what's no. wrong with them? What, no, what's what's no. up? What's I, up?
1: No, no, I, I don't they lost no, the game. Not, I don't want to give it I don't want to give it short shrift. They were up fourteen hey, to th- hey, they were up fourteen hey, to
2: three and kicking butt Chris. and they their quarterback did some dumb stuff. They're still one of the best teams in football.
1: I understand, and the reason that I went down this path yesterday, I was reminded of your take on the Cowboys before Dak Prescott got injured and after Dak Prescott got injured. You take Prescott out of the mix, and the offense is forced to be more diverse, more creative, less reliant upon a great quarterback going out and saving the day. And I feel like that's kind of where the Bills are right now, that they're relying too much on the greatness of Josh Allen, and they're not doing enough to support him. There's not enough creativity. There's no run game to speak of. And again, Naheem Hines for Zach Moss is not the way – to dramatically improve I hear you, Mike. the performance of your tailbacks. That So it's your fault. <laughs> if you hadn't put that idea in my head that sometimes teams get – and it's not lazy. My son and I were talking about this last night. It's not like the coaches go home early and show up late. There's just less of an urgency. You've only got so many hours in the week that you can devote to preparing for the next opponent. And you spend maybe less time doing the high-end Sean Payton stuff, devising strategies and thinking outside the box and coming up with new and innovative ways to deploy your 11 players on offense if you know that you've got Josh Allen. Yeah, If you know that you've got Dak Prescott. If you know that you've got Patrick Mahomes. And the Chiefs don't do that with Mahomes, The chiefs are always looking for other ways to, to stretch that rubber band of their offense. No doubt. Things they've never done before. They so are. That's yeah. why you it's wanted it. You want yeah, it. This is great. Got it.
2: I got it. That's right. You like that. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I do, but <laughs> just keep your but, shirt on. But you're, 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 you're right about everything you said there. You're, you are right. Um, but, but the, the problem is, is this is like three years in a row of this conversation. It's This is where, you know, to me, the Bills' offensive talent, and this is why I go sign Odell Beckham Jr. or they need another guy. This is three years in a row. Gabe Davis is really – he's a real good guy. He's not a superstar. You know, the weaponry there, their offensive line, everything, it's, it's not as good as people think. It's real – it's good. The offensive line is good. It's not great. Their weapons – are good. They're not great. It's Stefan Diggs. Everything about them on the offensive side of the ball is Josh Allen. You're right. They're too they are too Josh Allen centric. there's no question. I mean they are, but but that's what's got them where they are and, you know, they just yeah, you're right. They gotta find a way to ease it to where it's just not so much pressure on him week in and week out. But I don't think that's going to change right now. I don't. And that's where I do think they need that other weapon, you know, to get them over the hump against a team like Baltimore, who's going to be able to take away Stephon Diggs with some creative stuff. And Kansas City, you know, we know they're going to get better. And, and of course, they've been beaten by Buffalo. We're going to have that marked on their calendar and want a rematch. And they got Kadarius Toney. They make those moves to help out Mahomes all the time too, and we don't see that all the time with, with Buffalo. Question. Yeah. If you're a general
1: manager, let's say you're the general manager of the Bills, and you see that your buddy Kyle Shanahan gave up a second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round pick for Christian McCaffrey, what would you have offered for Alvin Kamara?
2: Ooh. I I mean, probably a little less than that, but probably not that far off. You know, I— yeah, Kamara is a little older, right? I want to say, am I right about that? A year, a year older, two years older,
1: and I do drafted the same, same
2: year. same year, so they're they're the same. Except maybe uh, Kamara might have with a transfer, might be a year older, but probably somewhere along along those lines. But the off the field stuff and the amount he's been banged up the last few years, man, that would that would make me rethink. I would definitely want to do my due diligence and really try to figure out the injuries, the body, where it's at, all of that type of stuff. But I would say somewhere you know, in that ballpark, but probably just a little less than what McCaffrey got.
1: Kamara's 11 months older than Christian McCaffrey, but they did enter the same year. Eighth overall pick was McCaffrey. Kamara fell to round three, and that was one of the guys that Sean Payton was secretly coveting. And yeah. I know that when McCaffrey was having his big years – there was an effort by some with the Saints to point out to folks like us. Yeah. Alan Kamara is every bit as good right. as Christian McCaffrey. Right. We just aren't beating the crap out of him. Yeah. The way that the Panthers are. Right. We're not overusing him and setting him up for a shortened career or – short-term injuries that make him not available to us. But, hey, with all running backs, it's not about the player. It's about the position. You are going to have injuries. Look, the ship has sailed. It's not going to happen now. And it's not like he's going to get cut and be available through waivers and then consigned with any team he wants to if he's not claimed on waivers. So it's not happening. But I just can't help but wonder whether he was really hoping it would happen. And that would explain – you know, a three-touchdown. That would help explain a three-touchdown outburst two days before the window closes.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But uh, we'll see where it goes with Alvin Kamara. I, I certainly think the this we could see this team, you know, being broken apart after this year a little bit where, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Alvin Kamara was on another team next year. Michael Thomas is certainly – looks like he's going to be on another team next year. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these guys kind of fall by the wayside and end up with new teams, finish their careers in a new spot there. I think we're seeing about the end of the lifeline of this Saints football team. We are. They'll hang around. They'll upset a few teams here down the stretch and be a pain in the butt. But uh, they, got, they got a rude awakening last night to know that they're not in the class of a team like the Baltimore Ravens, who is in one of the elite you know, categories in, in football right now.
1: And the question then becomes, how long will this regime be tolerated in New Orleans? How long will Dennis Allen be there? How long will Mickey Loomis be there? He's been there forever. That all comes down to the decision making of one person. And we learned yesterday that one person can make some pretty kooky decisions. That is the topic that will dominate the next segment of the show as we try to figure out what in the hell happened in Indianapolis yesterday. We'll do that when Tuesday's edition of PFT Live continues right after this.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar.